Second segment of The Ron Show on the America One Radio app, AmericaOneRadio.com, for Thursday, December 15, 2022. I'm your host, Ron Roberts. And uh, next segment, second half of the show, we launch with my good friend Michael Kelly joining us from the cast of Amazon Prime's Jack Ryan. Season 3 comes out December 21st. Looking forward to talking to him. First things first, let's dive into this piece that came out in the AJC today. Again, my good friend... Greg Bluestein at the AJC writes a really cool little synopsis here, a little retrospective. The headline, after Abrams' loss and Warnock win, where do, where do Georgia Democrats go from here? We've seen, of course, the dichotomy uh, in results. The Stacey Abrams campaign falling short against gubernatorial uh, incumbent Brian Kemp. But we also saw Reverend Senator Raphael Warnock not only win a seat, but retain his seat uh, in running for his first full term. Going to skim through some of this and give you some insights that we get from this, where uh, some Democrats want to pour more resources into Abrams' strategy of expanding the party's base by appealing to voters who don't always come to the polls, a labor-intensive endeavor that helped set the stage for victories by Warnock, Senator John Ossoff, and Joe Biden during the 2020 campaign, Bluestein writes. Uh, He continues, others chastened by Abrams' defeat call for a more steadfast approach to coaxing the smaller block of swing voters who helped Warnock clinch the sole Democratic statewide victory of Georgia's election cycle. So he spoke with Jason Carter, who was the 2014 nominee for governor. And Jason says, we have to do both not only to win, but to be true to who we are as Democrats. By both, he talks about uh, avoiding alienating moderate and independent voters uh, who, uh, you know, may have been reliable G- uh, GOP voters in the past, but aided Democrats during Donald Trump's presidential bid and uh, the runoff and this cycle with Trump's pick, Herschel Walker. Uh, Jason says we would debate, for example, whether we can win without convincing a single Donald Trump voter, but why would we? I have to say... I'm always concerned when I hear Democrats talk about wooing moderate and independent voters. The Reagan Democrat, I hate the term, I just hate the term because it doesn't exist anymore. The Reagan Democrat is a type of voter from the late 70s, early mid 80s, who realized that the Democratic Party wasn't the conservative party anymore, only were slow to come to grips with it, and leave the party to go to the conservative party. Am I making sense? To me, a Reagan Democrat is, if still alive now, just a Republican. And trying to woo a Republican to vote for a Democrat only works if the Republican candidate is so awful that that Reagan Democrat just cannot swallow their principles, and vote for the GOP candidate. That's the only way a Democrat can woo, in my mind, a Reagan Democrat, also known as a conservative, an older conservative, to vote for the Democrat. It just, it's, you can't talk policy and woo them. And in my mind, you absolutely cannot cave on your own ideology by shifting to the right to win them over. It's like saying I'm going to go after orange crush soda 
with a similar flavored soda called Tangerine Smother. It's still just Orange Crush, only a slightly different taste and a different packaging. American voters overwhelmingly would prefer, by the way, to have more than two options on the ballot. But when Democrats lean to the right, are they really giving the voter two different options? Well, no, obviously not. They're moving further away from what the American people want, which is options. Hillary Holly, a former Abrams aide who helped lead Democratic door-knocking efforts in 2022 in the article, said Democrats can work to, quote, expand our support among swing voters where possible, but shouldn't forget a key tenet of the party's success in the last election cycle. She said, according to this AJC article, which, by the way, we will share at RonShowATL uh, Ron on Twitter, we cannot take our base for granted ever. They need to know who is fighting for them, and during hard economic times with a divided Congress, it is challenging for voters to keep hope alive, she said. It is on us to persuade our base to show up and vote in every election, and we must attempt to win Republican voters who are also struggling financially and watching their families get left behind. She's got the better tone. And when she talks about attempting to win Republican voters who are also struggling financially, I don't hear her saying, by appealing to conservative ideology. See, in my opinion, Democrats have really just done a poor job in the marketing and sales pitch part. And it's abundantly more difficult to explain positions that are complex answers to complex problems than the bumper sticker rhetoric that the overwhelming majority of right-wing candidates and campaigns give. I mean, that's, that's the long and short of it. Think about this. The 2020 GOP platform didn't exist. Its platform was essentially re-elect Donald Trump. I mean, you, you can fit that on a bumper stick. You can fit that on a post-it note. That was their 2020 platform. The Democrats, of course, had a multi-pronged platform. Americans can be swayed by words and short phrases. You know who knows this? Frank Luntz, a GOP strategist who can string together phrases to have American voters voting against their own interests and even their own beliefs because the right words are strung together to make you feel a certain way about a certain candidate or their party. I mean, a majority or a plurality of Americans agree with the Democratic Party on so many core issues. Obscene wealth disparity, abortion rights, LGBTQ rights, equal pay, eliminating hiring biases, housing biases. That gerrymandering is wrong and should be done away with. These are all things that Democrats believe in, that the American people overwhelmingly believe in, but the Democrats aren't making the sales pitch that gets folks who agree with them, in many ways, overwhelmingly, to vote their way. In fact, if anything, Democrats do a poor job of pointing out to the American people how they try to fix these problems, but can't because of institutional obstacles, like the filibuster, like the judicial appointment glut under the Trump administration. A lot of this stems from Democrats being on the defensive instead of being on the offensive. We react to what Republicans caricaturize our positions to be instead of standing firm on what they actually are. Caving and going to the right only feeds into the weakness caricature that right-wingers portray Democrats to be. Democrats have to stand firm for what they believe because Americans are drawn to strength. Show it. 